Are you a busy woman? Do you have a meaningful, demanding, and lucrative career? Have you poured more time and energy into your job than your love life because your work life is simply working better? If so, you're not alone. Most of the women who enroll in Love You will spend 50 hours a week working and still wonder why it's so hard to find time to meet a quality man. Today, I'm gonna to explain exactly what you need to do in order to meet and ultimately marry one special guy. But be forewarned, you're gonna to have to do something different to get a different result. Stick around. I'm Evan Mark Katz, dating coach for smart, strong, successful women, and your personal trainer for love. Welcome to the Love You podcast. Keep listening to discover how you can make time for love no matter how busy you are. When we're done, I'll let you know how you could apply to Love You to create a passionate relationship that makes you feel safe, heard, and understood. So I've been teaching Love You for six years, almost, something like that, seven years. I started it in 2015. Um, I've taken thousands of women through the course. And you then, when you spend that much time doing one thing and you work with a certain kind of client, you tend to see patterns. And right now I, I have a pattern that's sort of undeniable. I've got three clients who I love. I'm not saying anything I wouldn't say to their face. I've got three clients right now who I love. And they're three of my most challenging clients. Not coincidentally, they share a career. They're all doctors. Now, I don't mean to single out doctors. There's nothing wrong with doctors. They're doing the most important work imaginable. And I don't know what it's like to be a doctor. And I don't know how much control you have over your own destiny. But I do know that there's definitely a personality type that uh, lends someone to choose a career that requires a lot of education, hard work, ambition, and sustained effort, and sort of an inverse correlation sometimes to the ability to find and maintain love. And it's because one's life, when you build it for your career, and I don't blame anybody, I built a career too. I'm, Again, there's no there's no judgment. There's no gender based on this. There's plenty of men who are who work really hard and are not necessarily available partners as well. You've you've dated them. So when we talk about this, we just have to sort of step back, remove emotion from it, and just look at our lives. Are our lives built for love? Are our lives built for work life balance? If I handed you your husband right now, would you even have time for him, or are you working too hard? So. Uh, example I want to use is a client who we're going to call Valerie, and she's been in Love You Masters Coaching. That's my private coaching arm. Uh, she's been with me for four months now, maybe five. And to the best of my knowledge, even though Love You is built to get people's online dating profile up by week seven, which really is a patient pace anyway, She's five months in, hasn't gone live with her profile to begin dating. And a few weeks ago, I get this email for her, from her. I'm going to read it verbatim. Evan, I know I should eventually be making time to date. I have a few projects and goals upcoming, in, in, including taking over the presidency for my local medical association, starting a master's program, and maybe buying and remodeling my condo. And so this is... Great. She has big ideas. She has goals she wants to achieve. I would never tell someone that she should not aim high and achieve high. 
Just remember, everything is a zero-sum game. Everything is a trade-off. Everybody only has 24 hours a day uh, to be able to accomplish all that they want to accomplish. And remember, I didn't just go pluck her out of her office and say, hey, do you want a love life? She came to me, filled out an application, talked on the phone, plunked down a bunch of money to tell me this is something she wants to be a priority. And here we are five months in and it's not. So here's what I wrote back to her. Valerie, if you keep putting professional goals ahead of personal goals, you'll never achieve your personal goals. Everything I do is a reaction to how I was raised. I was raised in a really, really loving environment. Um, I had, my parents had a good but not great marriage. Uh, my dad was uneducated, didn't go to college, was a small businessman, and he busted his ass to try to raise a family in an upper middle class suburb, and he did a good job. But sometimes he had to travel 20 weeks a year for work. And when he was working, he would commute to New York City and um, spend an hour each day commuting and wouldn't leave until 8 in the morning. And so he's working from 8.45 to 8.45 each night. And he's not home for dinner. And he refused to take too many Fridays off. And so my mom was always getting on his case. And I grew up realizing I want to be just like my dad, but better. I want to do the things right by my family that he couldn't, wouldn't be able to do for my mom. So I built this life and I'm not saying everybody can build this life. You don't always have that kind of autonomy. Sometimes your career owns you, but I built a life where I'm the boss. I come into the office at 9, 9.30. I get out by 6.30 um, at the latest so I can have time to have dinner with my kids every night and watch TV and catch up with my wife after the kids go to sleep. And it's really sort of domestic bliss. We, 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 all the trains run on time. And as a result, I feel somewhat qualified to say, hey, I've built a life like this. Is it within your capacity to carve out more time for work-life balance? So this is not just coming from some sort of, you know, preachy place, um, longitudinal studies. And, you know, I'm kind of a social science dork. I'm, you know, read a lot of stuff about this stuff. And um, one of my favorite uh, Researchers is a guy named uh, Arthur C. Brooks. He writes for The Atlantic. He has a happiness column and a podcast about uh, happiness that I will frequently quote from and share in my Love You group. Um, and he cites this study, which I already heard about. It's a Harvard longitudinal study from, I don't know, maybe the 1930s to the 2000s, following people for 70 years about what makes people happy. And all the studies are in, and this is just one, but but you, you could find this anywhere. What's going to be the greatest determinant of your happiness? Is it status? Is it money? Is it achievement? Titles, degrees, power? No. The greatest predictor of your happiness is the quality of your relationships, very specifically your romantic relationships, but including other relationships as well. If you sacrifice one for the other, you may have a lot of this. You'll have one really, really strong muscle, but then you're going to have a muscle that's atrophied. If you're watching Succession right now, pay attention to the folks on Succession. Yes, their characters, do they look happy? No, they have everything in the world, but they are miserable because they don't have love. And so pause just to remind you, I'm a dating and relationship coach, I'm not a social scientist. I absorb a lot of information. I try to share it with you in this form. And I'm not telling you how to live your life. I, I'm People turn to me because 
you know, I, I'm, I'm a professional, I've been doing this for a long time, but there are many ways to live life. One can put all their eggs in one basket and achieve amazing things beyond their wildest dreams and do startup companies that are worth a billion dollars. Um, but sometimes there's a cost in doing that. And if you are, have to theoretically or feel you have to spend 80 hours a week building that, you can't be too surprised that your relationships with everyone around you are going to suffer because you're just not watering that garden enough. You're not spending enough time with friends and family and in dating and relationships. So what I am saying is not how you should live your life. What I am saying definitively is this. Number one, the value you think you'll get out of working 12-hour days pales in comparison to the value you'll actually get out of falling in love, feeling safe, heard, and understood, and having a partner in life who takes care of you and eases, eases the burden of life. There are many people, I know some of them, you may know some of them, you may be one of them, who have all the work, money, power, success, external validation in the world, but don't have anyone to love them, take care of them, or to share their life with. And number two, being busy, that's the other thing I'm saying definitively, being busy is the perfect excuse to avoid facing the void that is your love life. There's always a built-in excuse as to why you don't have time to date, or when I meet the right guy, I'll make time, but until then, I'm going to keep on putting my nose to the grindstone. This is the trap of the smart, strong, successful woman. You put yourself on a money status achievement treadmill. It takes you 55 hours a week. And then you're like, well, what can I say? I have no time for love. Right? So all I ask of the women who apply to love you, get on the phone, spend an hour talking, write on a post-it note, listen to your journey. Before we get off the call, before I enroll you, before you pay me a dollar, I ask everybody, can you do this? Can you give me this for us to be successful? A half hour a week to watch the videos and love you and learn. A half hour a day to flirt with guys online. And one date per week. Can you do that? Because if you can't do that, can't help you. So if you can, I can help you. And regardless of whether you love you, you could just take that formula and do your best. It won't be as good as what you're going to do here, but you could just carve out the time to date online for a half hour a day, go out with one guy a week, and theoretically, it'll be better than the alternative. But the idea that you can't, notice the different distinction between can't and won't. Right? Can't is not the same as won't. You won't put in the time to date, but you can. The idea that you can't date because of all your other obligations is simply incorrect. All you have to do is take five of the 55 hours that you're already working and give those five hours to the active pursuit of love. And if you insist, and you may, because no one likes to be told that they're wrong. If you insist that you have no choice but to keep your existing schedule as it is right now, you'll be really busy, really accomplished, and really alone in your gorgeous home. So instead of saying, musing to the world, telling your friends that you'd like to meet someone great, what are you going to do right now to meet someone great? Are you gonna stop listening to this and go put a time on your calendar? Like an appointment for a half hour of online dating a day? 
Are you going to leave Saturday nights open for first dates? Are you going to click on the button below and apply to love you so I can actually help you do this? Do something. Don't do nothing. I can help you, but only if you let me. Comment below. I'll see you in class. Thanks for your time. My name is Evan Mark Katz. Thank you for tuning into the Love You podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, please share an honest review on Apple. More reviews equals more awareness of the Love You podcast and more love in the world. And if you have everything except a man and you want to have a happy, healthy relationship, I can help you. In Love You, you will gain confidence, learn to trust your judgment, and find a man who makes you feel safe, heard, and understood. Go to www.evanmarkkatz.com and click to watch my free video. When you're done, you could apply to Love You to join hundreds of other smart, strong, successful women in a coaching community where women like you actually get the love you deserve. I'll see you there.